Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is uh, Joe with the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Joe Fairless is with me. Joe, can you hear me all right? I can hear you perfectly well. Nice. We've been having some technical difficulties, which is how we roll, right? The, the, the One of the nice advantages of podcasting is you can talk to people all over the world, and you can do these podcasts and, and uh, talk to some fantastic investors. But sometimes what you don't see in the background is a lot of times you have technical difficulties, you have audio problems, or you record a whole episode and you forget to save it, or it never records and you have to do it all over again. That's that's never happened to you, Joe, right? Of course not, never, not not once in my entire life. So uh, I'm interviewing today Joe Fairless from the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever podcast, and uh, we're going to get to we're going to jump in real quick here and ask him some questions. But first, I want to tell you guys to go check out our website realestateinvestingmastery.com. we got a free fast cash survival kit, and we've got a lot of cool things that we've been doing. We've been doing some more videos. Uh, we've been doing some more, giving away a lot of really cool free stuff inside of each episode. And so I know we just did an episode recently with Ken Corsini about turnkey rentals and real estate and landlording and things like that. We covered a bunch of different topics, but one of the things we included in there was an entire course for free on landlording called the Automatic Landlord. And so if you go look up the show notes from Ken, an interview we did with Ken just recently, probably about two or three episodes ago, you can download this free course on being an automatic landlord. And a friend of ours gave that to me, Todd Toback out of San Diego. So, but anyway, uh, go check out the Real Estate Investing Mastery dot com show leave us a review on itunes and looking forward to um this interview with joe now joe fairless where do you live joe new york city new york city all right you do a lot of deals joe where where do you do most of your deals at uh in the midwest well south south and midwest i've got homes in dallas fort worth and I have an apartment community in Cincinnati, and I'm working on a development deal in the northern Kentucky area. Sweet. And you've created this podcast. You've only been doing it for about five months, and you already have about double the episodes that we have, and we've been doing it for four years. What's, are you crazy? I mean, like you're doing an episode every day. What's, what's gotten into you? Yeah, well, um, of course I'm definitely crazy. Uh, <laughs> but you got to be a little crazy to to do some crazy things, right? Oh yeah. I mean, the my my approach was I was doing it sporadically in October or September, I believe it was September, mid-September and I just didn't see the results I was looking for and I was like, "You know what? I've never done anything half-heartedly um that I've that I've you know seen a lot of big-time results in." And I was like, "I'm going to do it daily." For the rest of 2014, and then I'm gonna take a step back and see if it's a good use of my time. And uh, at the end of December of 2014, I 
took a look back I and I was like, my gosh, all these friendships I've made as a result of this show from the guests to um, I was starting to get a following on the podcast, but really it was about the guests I was interviewing and the friendships I had there. Now it's a combination of the guests, you know, I'm, I'm creating friendships with and the, the, uh, the best ever listeners the my, my listeners, um, that's their name, the best ever listeners, the best ever listeners that are on listening to the show and, you know, connecting with them too. Um, plus it's a, it's a show that I'm monetizing through sponsorship dollars so I've been able to uh, make some money on it as well. Nice. Now, what was what was the goal of doing the podcast? Why did you originally um, start it? Uh, the two reasons I mentioned just a second ago, plus one more. So one is to okay. just expand my friendship group um, to learn, you know, just to to get to meet more people, um, and then two, a way to monetize. Uh, I, uh, the show because I saw a an opportunity to monetize it, and then three that I didn't mention is it's constantly learning. Yeah, I mean it is just an incredible learning experience to talk to all these phenomenal investors. And while I have a show that releases every day, I'm not interviewing somebody every day. I'm I'm interviewing like three or four people a day, and then nobody the next couple days type thing. Um, and so I, I'm getting like these, these amazing, um, insights and it's just like front row VIP access to all these different strategies and tips that, um, I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Now you're in New York, you're doing deals virtually or remotely. It sounds like, right. Um, Joe, give maybe a little background of, to our listeners of, you know, kind of what were you doing before you started doing real estate? I was in advertising. I was the youngest vice president of a New York City advertising agency. I became vice president before my 30th birthday. I climbed the corporate ladder really quickly. Um, and I, I'm from Texas, so I, I grew up in Texas, and I went to Texas Tech, and I went straight from Texas Tech, graduated in 2005, to New York City. And um, I was in advertising up until two years ago. Where yeah, I was just um, doing working at ad agencies. I was social social media, you know, point of contact. Where being an MSN for Microsoft, where our our clients were the agency of record for them. So anything that went across social media channels through Bing or MSN came through uh, our office, and we were we were doing some some fun stuff. Uh, but I just wasn't be, started to identify me. Uh, not being fulfilled by that that uh, work, yeah. And I started get into real estate investing and and went from there. Nice. Now, what got you interested in real estate investing? What was it that started making you think about it? Did you buy any courses or you know look at any books? I I did all of that. Yes, I bought. Um, well, I I started becoming interested in real estate investing about three or four years before I actually bought my first place because I didn't have any money whenever I became interested in it. I just knew it was something I wanted to do. And the first book I ever read uh, on investing is Investing for Dummies. And that laid out the three different types of investing you can do. One is real estate, two stocks, bonds, and three is LLCs or startups. And then I got more and more interested in real estate investing because I like the people aspect and 
I like the tangible nature of a real estate property or an asset. And then I started reading more and more about that. I went to a Rich Dad Poor Dad seminar. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad books and other bo- many, many books. And, uh, Equity Happens was a good book that I read, yeah. um, which I believe is out of print now. Um, but I, I, I just started reading and, and immersing myself in that. And it wasn't until 2009 uh, when I had enough money to buy a property uh, and it just happened to be perfect timing for having money to buy a property with good credit. Uh, and that's when I, I bought uh, my first house in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and then I bought a house a year after that for the next three years uh, where I ended up with four homes. Um, but then, yeah, I realized that just wasn't gonna, going to uh, reach my goals as quickly as I wanted to. Um, so that's whenever I decided to um, step up my game and, and buy multiple quote-unquote homes at once through apartments. So now you're buying apartment buildings, is that right? Yes. Okay. And are you, are you doing any kind of other investing or are you just buy and hold? Is that your main strategy right now? Uh, it's all multifamily focused. But as far as the strategy for what we do with the multifamily, it depends on the opportunity uh, it could be uh, a land deal where we're buying raw land and looking to develop it. That's something I'm working on right now in a couple different markets. Uh, or it could be buying a distressed multifamily property and repositioning it and, and adding value and, and then you know seeing that value you know kind of crystallize as, as we do what we need to do. Nice. Okay. And, and so if you don't mind me asking, were you making – enough money from the income from these rental properties that you were able to quit your job? Is that why you quit your job? No, I, I was only making about $250 per house. Um, from, yeah, you know, I, I had four homes whenever I left my job. So was that a thousand dollars a month? I had saved up money from my advertising job and basically, uh, I was, I was done with it. I was just done with advertising. I wasn't fulfilled. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs and the last two, I won't go on all six, but the last two lead to fulfillment. That's growth and contribution. And I didn't feel like I was growing. I didn't feel like I was contributing. Um, So I decided I needed to make a change because life's too short to do stuff you don't care about. Um, So I left and and that that also required me to make things happen quickly because if they didn't, I was going to run out of money. Um, so that's, that's how I was able to, that's one of the reasons why I was able to do what I did so quickly because I had that driving force, um, behind me. Nice. So then from a, from a practical standpoint, you had money saved up. Um, I mean like how much, because people want to quit their job. I mean, everybody listening to this probably wants to work for themselves someday, right? And so you get the real estate bug, you're starting to buy properties now, and your approach is more long-term wealth building, which I love. It's awesome. Most of the people we interview, uh, and even what I do and what Alex does, we're, we're quick flipping these properties. We're wholesaling them. We're getting rid of them as quickly as possible. Maybe we'll rehab a property now and then. Uh, you're looking at this from a longer-term perspective, which I think is awesome because you're setting yourself up for the long-term. But wasn't it what was it like quitting your job i mean you you had some savings but 
are you looking at like, okay, well, this is, you know, it's not cheap living in New York, I imagine, right? And so you're thinking, you know, how many, how on earth am I going to buy all these properties to give me the cash flow that I need to survive every month? Or did you already have that figured out and you, and, and is that what you're doing? Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, what what was my thought process around how was I going to be able to eat and keep shelter? Right. Um, over. Oh, yeah. And and the thought process is there's no other option. Um, so uh, I knew that through multifamily syndication, you make money three ways. Uh, and I'll I'll start from the longest term and, and I'll end with the most immediate because that immediately addresses that addresses your question. The longest term is that you have equity in the property whenever you close the medium. And so you get a share of the profits once you, when, excuse me, you have equity in the property um, and you get a share of the profits when you sell it um, at whatever date that is, what, however many years later um, or months, but probably years. The, the second is that you get an asset management fee uh, based on you know how the asset's performing. And then the first way is that you get an acquisition fee based on a percentage of whatever the purchase price is. So in my case, the purchase price was 6.35 million, and typically it's one to five percent, but I did since it was my first syndicated deal, and I had never, uh, bought an apartment community before my investors were going out on a limb and believing in me. Therefore, I wanted to charge as little as possible to kind of pass along all the the money and the profits and the you know the the income back to them. So I took a twenty three thousand dollar acquisition fee. So at closing, when we closed on this property, I got a check for twenty three thousand dollars. And that was food, water, you know, shelter money. <laughs> For how long? Plus, I had the long-term play. Well, uh, one thing about me is uh, I started in New York City making basically less than minimum wage um, because when you factor in the hours I was working. Yeah. And I, I moved once, and it was my first year um, in New York City, and that's it. I stayed in the same apartment the entire time uh, because my cost of living was so low relative to you know what I could have been um, spending so I kept I've always kept my fixed cost extremely low um, John McCormick wrote a really interesting book and you had Mitch Steven on the on your show and Mitch Steven actually told me about his book um, it's called something like self-made in America and I read his book and one of the things he talks about is how immigrants can come to this country not knowing the language, not knowing really too many people, and become millionaires in five years. Well, how do they do that? Well, two ways. They don't um, get a, they don't charge a, a lot of credit or any credit, so they don't get debt. And two, they live way below their means. Right. When you live way below your means and you don't you don't get up to your eyeballs in credit then you're going to be positioned really well if you're tucking that money away and you're investing it wisely. So the whole time I lived in New York making a lot of money towards the end of my advertising career, um, I still kept my same expenses fixed as though I was making less than $28,000 a year, which was what I was making when I first started. Nice. Nice. All right. So you are syndicating 
large commercial properties, it sounds like, large apartment buildings. So you're finding the deals and then you're finding the investors to partner with you on these deals. Is that right? That's correct. And how did you, where did you learn that stuff from? I mean, that's not something that uh, a lot of people talk about. It's, it's maybe sounds intimidating to a lot of people. What, what got you started down that route? I actually, well, what got me started was uh, attending a Rich Dad Poor Dad seminar, one of those, uh, the seminar that costs like a couple hundred bucks, not the free one, but not the one that costs 10000 like the middle one, right. where they where they upsell you afterwards um, for the 10000 So the $300, like two, day, two to three day seminar I went to, and it inspired me to get into multifamily. I came in feeling kind of cocky because I had like two homes at the time and I was like, I'm doing really well. And then they're like, well, you're never going to reach your goals through just single family homes. And it did hit me. I was like, you're right. Because this 250 bucks a pop thing, I'm going to need a bunch of these things to, to really make a dent for some financial independence. And um, at that point, I started studying multifamily, read a lot of books. I'm a big reader, read a lot of books on multifamily. And um, then reached out to uh, somebody who I saw was um, doing well and I, I wanted to learn from and uh, started working with him. He served as my consultant for, uh, you know, for about a year to learn the, the business and then took off after that. Nice. So what do you do now? You're, you're looking across the country for large multifamily properties, right? Yep, or land to and develop. Go ahead, Joe. I said yes, or land to develop. Good, good. And then you're you're p- basically finding these deals, you're packaging them, and you are partnering with other investors, right? So are these um, are these investors that you're partnering with are there people are they people that you know in New York, or just people that you've met from doing the business? There are people I the for my first deal I have twelve investors and they're people I know through life whether it's through work whether it's through family friend um, two uh, two guys are on my flag football team um, and one of them exclusively knows me through flag football and that's it um, I mean it, it's just just through different walks of life and different different uh, groups and experiences I've had. Um, and as far as the next deal, I mean, the next deal is going to be a different type of level of investor, whereas the first one, there's a $25,000 minimum, um, and I raise $1.3 million. This next deal is going to be probably around the 9 to $10 million mark. So I'll probably be partnering with an equity broker or some sort of family office to um, make that happen so that it's, you know, um, it's one or two entities that are investing versus 150 um, investors at a smaller amount. Nice, nice. Well, that I mean, that's pretty awesome. And how old are you, Joe? 32. That's awesome. Now you're doing probably, maybe give us a rough number of how many doors are you currently um, investing in right now? Like how many doors do you have right now? Uh, I have a 168 unit and I have three single family homes. And then the development deal we're working on now is 296. It's zoned for 296 apartments. That's fantastic. And how do you find these markets that where these deals are in? The markets, 
I find, uh, well, I got to Cincinnati through the deal. And then once I saw the deal, I qualified the market. And I love Cincinnati as a market. I absolutely love it. It's a fantastic market because it's so diversified from a job standpoint. Plus, there are nine Fortune 500 companies headquartered in Cincinnati. Um, as far as other markets go, it's about relationships. But you know, really, I have to make sure I have to know the market because it, it doesn't matter if the numbers check out. It's all about the relationships that you have in the market and if you know if it's a good deal and why and who you have on the ground that you can trust and has uh, interests aligned with you. Okay. Well, what's your What's your goal for the future, Joe? What do you see doing in five years from now? Keep on doing the same thing, growing it bigger and bigger? Uh, my, my career path is going to be raising capital for investment opportunities, not just real estate related, not just multifamily related, but across the board for any type of investment from, uh, startups to, to real estate, you know, storage units, multifamily, um, single family, you know, industrial warehouse, whatever. Um, I want to team up with people who are experts in each of those categories from a real estate standpoint and uh, work and bring capital and work with them and uh, see oversee that process and then from uh, investing in startups I just love mentoring I love I love helping others grow their companies I feel like that's one of the things I'm here on this earth for is to help others professionally grow um, because there's fulfillment in what we do, because uh, we do typically, you know, our profession is the majority of the hours that we, you know, spend time um, at, during the day doing. So um, I think it's important to find fulfillment in that, and I, I love helping others make that happen. So I, I see myself in five years raising capital and and putting it into uh, play with different types of investments. That's really cool. I mean, that's. That's really good. Now, Joe, the in your show, you ask a lot of people, like, what's the best advice you can give, right? And a lot of people listening to this may feel like they're overwhelmed with these big commercial properties or these big multifamily apartments. But what is, what's some of the best advice you can give to folks who want that kind of a business, want to do those bigger deals? Where do they even start? Uh, well... If they want to do the bigger deals, then they need to start by looking in the mirror and asking, is it possible for me to do a bigger deal? Has somebody else done a bigger deal? And if the answer is yes, which by the way, the answer is yes, somebody else who with similar experience or less experience has done a bigger deal, um, then why not me? And then once you have the confidence and the resolve that it's going to happen, it's like just already happened actually, the world just hasn't seen it yet, then it's a matter of, of finding out how the heck to do it. And so you've, you've got to read books and find people who are doing it and who have done it, reach out, learn from them, and then just model their, their steps that they, they uh, share with you. That's really good. You mentioned Mitch Steven before, Mitch Stevens, I believe. He's out of Texas, right? Yeah. And does he have... Um like a course or a book on multifamily investing that would be a good place to start, do you think? Uh, no, he doesn't do multifamily. He does, he likes storage units. 
Uh, he doesn't like dealing okay. with all the, the tenant, tenants, and termites and all that stuff. He's he's anti multifamily. Actually, right. Okay. Well, is there a good book that you know of, or a course that you could point people to? Oh yeah, who want to get involved, learn more about multifamilies? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say one would be um, there's a good book called The Complete Guide to Buying and Selling Apartment Buildings. That's by Steve, uh, I believe he pronounced it Burgess, B-E-R-G-E-S. That's a really good book. Dave Lindahl has a book called Multifamily Millions. That's a good book. I'd say those two would be what I'd start with. And then uh, that's from a, you know, a, a literary standpoint. And then from like a podcast standpoint, I've got a lot of investors, multifamily investors. I've got one woman who raised five million bucks in a week. Uh, for a multifamily project. Uh, she was an interview guest, and you know, I've got the guy who literally wrote the book Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies on the show. So I, I would check out my podcast and just search for multifamily um, on my blog, and you'll find a whole lot of podcasts on that because that's my area of focus right now. So I interview a lot of people who deal with multifamily. That's fantastic. And what is your blog, Joe? It's uh, just my name, actually, joefairless.com. Okay. And there's also a, a crash course for, for free you can check out. It's a free real estate crash course that you can get and kind of gets you started on, on investing. Excellent. So it's Joe, J-O-E, Fairless, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S.com, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S.com, right? That's it. And your podcast is called The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever. Yep. And I'm just curious, how did you come up with that name? <laughs> oh, how did I come up with it? I, I knew, well, I, I mean, similar to the advice I gave just a second ago where someone who wants to get started, um, you model after others. I just modeled after uh, a couple successful radio shows and podcasts that I've listened to, and I realized that I need a singular focus for the show. It has to be very clear cut, um, especially if I'm going to do multiple episodes and I'm going to scale it and do it the way I want to do it. And um, that's that's uh, kind of how I, it came about. And then it's, it, it, you know, whenever you, whenever you say that it's the best real estate investing advice ever, I mean, you pretty much know what the heck the show's about, right? So there's there's no like reading in between the lines. So I'm attracting I'm attracting the people who want that advice uh, from top experts and people who don't. Then you know it's it, they're not the type of you know audience member that would get the most value out of the show anyway. Well, that's really good. And I'm looking here. You have some podcasts about exactly what we were talking about: how to become a billion dollar developer. Here's how to fund your next flip. Um, the, you talk about REIT investing, R-E-I-T's. Uh, you, now, on your blog, joefairless.com, is that where people can go and look up episodes? Yeah, yeah. You, get, you have a, a website for your podcast. You just go to joefairless.com, and then the top right corner, you can see a podcast button, and then just click the podcast button. And then you'll you'll go to you'll be able to see and there's like a word cloud where you can click multifamily or flipping or you know wholesaling or whatever and you can listen to all those episodes. Nice. And so good, I'm looking at it here. And there's the podcast link at the upper right. 
and you got a free crash course on real estate investing. Good place to go. And uh, then you can do a search right up there for multifamily. I like it. Well, good. And in fact, it looks like here you, you've interviewed in episode 194 somebody. No, that's different. No, wait. It's um, how to fund your next flip. Yep. Is is this what the guys from uh, fundthisflip.com or fundthatflip.com? Oh, Matt Rodak. You know I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know Matt. Um, he's a friend of mine. No, he he wasn't on. He wasn't on that show. That was just the name of the episode. Okay. All right. Well, someone from his office just contacted me yesterday about interviewing them, setting up a podcast. Oh, Matt's, Matt's actually good... somebody from New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's a good friend of mine. He he'd be a great guest. Nice. Cool. Well, hey, Joe, you've been a good guest. Technology problems aside, I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I I hope you don't blame me for the technology. (laughs) No, No, actually, I do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But uh, guys, go to joefairless.com. Check out his podcast, The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever. And it's a good show. I think you're going to like Joe and... um, Joe, I, I wish you the best of luck. I, I, I'm a little envious that you're doing these big deals. It's something that I've wanting to learn for a long time more about. Maybe I'll get there. I like the, keeping things really simple. So I just wholesale a bunch of properties and I hold them once in a while. But um, you're doing some big things and that's really awesome, especially for a young guy your age that uh, pat yourself on the back. Good job, man. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Okay, Joe, take care.